The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I'm having a resurgence of a video game that I loved, Mario Kart. That game ages really well. Good good college drinking game out of Mario Kart. Don't drink and drive. You got to finish a beer by the end of the race, but you, you can't be driving while you're drinking. Oh, God. That's healthy. That's instructive. That's good. He was an alcoholic when he was 17 years old. He said he just couldn't stop. Goldsmith, two for three. First time I ever threw up from booze, I had 19 Miller High Lifes playing that Mario Kart drinking game. <laughs> and you were still were not as drunk as Travis Kelsey. Hey! Dude, he tried to kiss Nick Wright. He I mean, really Danny did. did too last week. <laughs> yeah, you giant clown. That's true. <laughs> That'll happen. Yeah, but his nose got in the way. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, that bit, that, that's too far. Do you ever notice he's the only who can smoke a cigarette in the rain with his hands tied behind his back? That noise is uh, a natural canopy. They had a team dinner out at one of the bars. So he's like fall down drunk at the parade at 1.30 in the afternoon. And a solid surprise. That fear in their eyes. They will took that glass of champagne, Pat. Ed took that glass of champagne, I promise you. And then by seven or eight, you know, go home, sleep for a few hours. Yeah. Then go out to a team dinner. Wow, that's impressive. You know, if I, if I was ever as drunk as him, I'd be, I'd be, I'd still be throwing up. But, but there he was, just getting some burnouts. Shotgun snap to Mahomes. Drops back, left tackle block, goes to Kelsey, 30, runs far side, 25, 20. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. When I t- and I toasted you. Honey, we threw what I never. What? He goes to one, two, three. And here we go, Jim. Here we go. Here we go, Jim. Here we go, Tony. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Thanks for hanging out and letting us send you into your weekend. It is the Parkinson Spiegel show right here on the score. I can't believe that Chris Getz missed out on Whit Merrifield, man. He went to the Phillies. Eight million. That's Damn a royal. It. It's a royal. What the hell, man? What are you doing? People hire people they know. Yeah. Well, he didn't hire Whit. He didn't. So Whit goes away. So he'll probably get. 320 this year mm-hmm. something crazy like that i don't like our team <laughs> no not, not alone sir what is there to like not alone no traction or movement on the big free agents out there following along with all the baseball yeah i know Just texters like hey talk baseball guys what baseball <laughs> nothing is happening we are doing a ton of white Sox stadium stuff mm-hmm. there's did no- some tim anderson did some tim yeah we led the show with tim anderson but, i mean there's just there's not much out there right now there isn't you know when you talk about show to imanaga's bullpen sessions you know i'm uh um, yeah <laughs> come on I, I, man. I don't know about that. what I, justin Steele I, thinks about showed his fastball i don't know kyle about hendricks in a good mood that i don't know good mood yeah you want to talk about them being in a good mood uh, hey, okay man. all right fine fair enough fair enough it's, I, I suppose I, it is i gotta do all right i suppose it's that time of year <laughs> um because listen the thing that i i am obviously very invested in this bears quarterback conversation the expectations for what, assuming it is Caleb Williams, what Caleb Williams will be is interesting to me. I have seen the 
Bears civil war that is going on on the internet of Bears fans arguing, I've seen quite a few people on the anti-Caleb side make some version of, you guys are doing all of this for Kyler Murray. There's a lot of this, Caleb is just Kyler, that that's the comp. Stop making the Mahomes comp. You should be making the Kyler comp. Kyler Murray played for Lincoln Riley. Yes. In that system and then came to the NFL uh, as the number one overall pick and uh, the jewel of that particular draft. Kyler Murray is good. Kyler Murray's <laughs> first few years. <laughs> Kyler Murray's good. Were really good. First few years were really good. And here's the difference. Caleb's bigger. We don't know what he's going to measure in at, but Kyler Murray was the number one pick at 5'9 and has had a tremendous amount of success in the NFL. It has not all been consistent, and he did suffer an injury, but he's 5'9. He got a massive second contract because he was good. Caleb is listed as four inches taller than him. I don't think he's four inches taller than him, but he's probably... Two and a half or three inches taller than him? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's weird. Kyler Murray, I, I, I know I've seen 5'9". I've also seen 5'10 as a listed height on pro football reference. He looks like he's 5'8", Kyler Murray, and he plays like he's 5'6", frankly. Yeah. yeah. He, like, he plays squat and small Ca- to the ground. And, and Caleb has highlights of running people over and lowering his shoulder. He's, he's, he's a pretty strong dude. But I just... I don't know. I I know that a lot of us, oh, most similar prospect to Mahomes since Mahomes, right? That's what Daniel Jeremiah said. It's people that scout and do all the all 22 and all of this stuff. So Mm. I get why that's out there. But, like, let's be clear. If Caleb Williams is Justin Herbert, I'd sign on the dotted line right now. So Kyler Murray's (laughs) first three years, they were 5-10-1 with him as a rookie. He was the AP Offensive Rookie of the Year. Second year... Um, they went eight and eight. He threw for thirty nine hundred yards with twenty six touchdowns and twelve interceptions. Yeah, went to the Pro Bowl, sixty seven percent completion rate. His third year, they were nine and five. Went to the Pro Bowl again, thirty seven hundred yards, twenty four touchdowns, and ten interceptions. A passer rating of a hundred. The the, the for, for the for the season. The issue with Kyler Murray. Um, that was and and has been his preparation, his commitment, whether he gives a crap or not. They had to write stuff into the second contract about making sure he actually did his homework, you know. And and that's that stuff would scare the, the hell out of me if if we learned anything like that about Caleb. That would scare the hell out of me. Absolutely, of course. But but then it's also been injury, you know. I mean, last year. Eight games, year before, 11 games. Played 16 both of his first two years in the NFL. Then it was 14 his third year. But he won Rookie of the Year. He's been to the Pro Bowl twice. He has, um, you know, he doesn't throw a ton of interceptions. His career high is 12 as a rookie. Did it again his second year. Has been single-digit interceptions every year since, again, not playing full seasons uh, the last two years. But, like, Kyler Murray is not great, but he is not bad. I'm hoping that. Caleb Williams is significantly better than him. But, Ky- but Kyler Murray got a second contract, is not a failure, and Caleb is bigger than Kyler Murray. I don't think Kyler Murray right now is good or anything I'd want in the NFL. He's uh, To me, he's not. Uh, right now, he is not. And I don't know whether that is uh, whether to attribute all of that to the 
the, the decaying infrastructure um, with the Cardinals or his injuries. I mean, they're one of the worst teams in the league last Absolutely. year. Absolutely, and certainly his injuries, but also his commitment level, uh, as I mentioned. And his, right. It, 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 that's all there. But the first three years, the first three years, and then he got paid, um, it, the first three years were, were good. And I and, and, I, so and, I, I'll, and I'll, I'll give you that, but not these last two. I fine. I, I I guess I'm talking about like talent. He is a good football player. Justin Herbert is a good football player. I think Justin Herbert's a great football player, actually. But I think a lot of people will say, "Well, how many Super Bowls has he won?" The, it is. The, you're not going to just erase everything with these guys, but Justin Herbert is undeniably great. They haven't won around him. He was good. He was so good at football that Jim Harbaugh chose to go there. So I've just I've seen some like, oh, he has to be Mahomes in order to justify the pick. I don't think that's true at all. He has to be good enough to be the unquestioned second contract quarterback for a decade. You can win because of type of player. And that could be. I mean, I hope he's better than Kyler Murray. I think he will be better than Kyler Murray, and he profiles out to be better than Kyler Murray. But I think he'll be better than Dak Prescott. That's Josh Allen. That's Justin Herbert. That's Joe Burrow. That's Lamar Jackson. That's that's a lot of guys that are not Patrick Mahomes. To, to me, it, it, it comes down to, is he a better pocket quarterback prospect now than Justin Fields is now? And that answer is an overwhelming yes from the people that break down quarterback tape and analyze quarterbacks. Like, like this, that what Caleb can do in the pocket yeah. in terms of seeing it, going through progressions, the stuff that you need to do that, 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 that the best quarterbacks all have in their back pocket. Justin is still trying to develop that after three years in the NFL. Yeah. So I can't, I mean, if Caleb has that tool at a higher level, and then you add the resetting of the contract and everything like that. It's it it it's, it ends up being a no brainer if that's true. I agree. I I just I was kind of blown away at how negative people were on the idea of Kyler. I mean, Kyler would be the best Bears quarterback ever for sure. Uh, he's been better than Justin has been for sure, and Caleb is bigger than Kyler for sure. And Kyler was still the number one overall pick and has been good in the NFL when healthy. So I just I I don't look at that as as big of an insult I guess as as other people do and while also saying if Caleb Williams was Kyler Murray I'd be disappointed I think he's going to be better than him but it's not like Kyler Murray is some bust I wonder if um if if some of the and we'd love to hear from you some of the the anti Caleb uh, people if Caleb ends up being Dak Prescott is that a disappointment. You know, like if, it, if he was what Dak Prescott was this year, no. If he was what Dak Prescott was his first few years as a starter, yes. Because because Dak was twenty three touchdowns, six picks, mm -hmm. super conservative, had a bunch of talent around him. You know, I just I don't I don't think that that is. I think Caleb's got to be more of a playmaker than early Dak was. See, I, I, I get that. I get that. I think there's a very high line that gets drawn where you're like, well, you got to move on from that guy, you know, which is just kind of a crazy way to do it in terms of quarterback evaluation. Like Cowboys, you know, thinking about, well, do we have to move on from Dak or, or things like that? That's such a very, very high bar. And 
you know, it, it, Kyler was Kyler was good for a few years, but you're going to have trouble with this conversation when you take into account the whole five year arc so far for that, Kyler. That's fine. Because it's gotten I, I, bad. Yeah, I. I still think that Kyler's very talented, and as they build that team around him, he will be very good, and he's proven more in the NFL so far than Justin Fields has. So, um, But again, yes, he needs to be better than Kyler Murray. Clear, period, full stop, all of that. It was just interesting to me that that was used as some sort of huge knock on him as if Kyler hasn't had very impressive stretches uh, in the NFL at a very, very young age also. But Daniil Hunter has been a guy that we've talked about a lot. And I thought that Brad Biggs, who's always a must-listen when he's on with Mully and Haw, and it was uh, Gabe in for him, talked about why that idea didn't really register for him. They've got to get better rushing the passer. Even with a half season of Montez Sweat, their total numbers were near the, some of these uh, pass rush metrics. They're, as a defense, as a unit, they're near the bottom of the league. And um, that, that's that got to continue to be addressed. You know, Hunter is an interesting guy. I don't know what the price tag's going to be for him, guys. He He's, he's going to be 30. And we've seen some of these guys do very well into their 30s. I mean, Khalil Mack is still playing at a pretty high level. You look at Hunter, um, the production – has been at a high level for the last five seasons. The only year uh, you'd say, well, what happened there? He had six sacks in seven games and he had an injury. Okay. 16 and a half sacks this past season, 10 and a half the year before. I mean, are the bears at the point with what they're doing, with what they're building and attempting to accomplish that you're going to go out and buy a 30 year old pass rusher? I don't know. That that's, you're like, well, like, where are you going right. with 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 that guy? Because it, how old is he going to have to be for you to be at the point as a roster where you're okay? Now we're really rocking and rolling. Like it, at that point, are you paying him for past production, and he's not the same guy? I would I would slow the roll a little bit on Daniel Hunter, and that's with an awful lot of respect for a guy who's been really good 87 and a half career sacks um he's he's dynamite but um i you really got to think twice about paying a 30 year old pass rusher when you have worked you've done some heavy lifting to get your cap situation where it is right now to get things in order moving forward I'd uh, I'd think twice about a about a thirty year old pass rusher at this point. Like if the Bears had gotten into the playoffs and won one game, you know, and you were feeling really good about the whole operation, yeah, maybe that's the point where you you make a move like that. They're they're coming off seven and ten. They're last in the division. They've got more work to do. I don't know. That's the point. You you buy the thirty year old edge rusher. Uh, I like it. I like it. This is why I favor the idea of getting that edge rusher in round one, or if you end up getting a two for fields, uh, you know, somehow a young and cheap commodity uh, as an edge rusher, Uh, because 
you have you have your veteran big money guy in sweat. They, I mean, they signed what the thirty year old pass rusher, or was he twenty eight or twenty nine in Gakwe last year? But by, by the time they signed him, because they had virtually no one else at that point who was a legit pass rusher as an edge. That's not the case going into this year. To me, it all depends on how much he's getting paid. If it's a huge deal for you know putting him on like thirty year old edge rusher. But if it's a one-year deal like in Gakwe, I have no problem with it. If it's a two-year deal, I have no problem with it. If it's some sort of, you know, Montez Sweat, which it wouldn't be, but if it's a four-year deal that you've, you're locked into it for three of the years mm-hmm. at eight figures, then I don't think that that makes as much sense uh, for, for the Bears. But it's real hard to be a productive rookie pass rusher in the NFL. You know, and so you, and if you are a great pass rushing prospect, you're not normally there as far down. Nine is not that far down. You know, like Jared Verse or the guy from, these guys have some questions. For sure. Consistency in production, injury history. uh, And they, they always have to learn more sophisticated moves. Often they come out with one move and they just, they're the fast guy or they're the strongest guy. And it's, it's a hard it's a hard position to be productive at as a rookie unless you're truly great and really sophisticated. And if you are great and sophisticated, you go number one overall like Clowney or number one overall like Garrett or top five like Khalil Mack. So it's um it's such a premium position that if you're not, if you're a first round grade as an edge rusher, but you're not top five, mm-hmm. there's flaws in your game. For sure. For sure, it's just a matter of of spending on a on a veteran at that position when you're already spending on a veteran on the other side at that position. Yeah, but so I I thought I thought his I thought his analysis on that was great, honestly, and and worth hearing. And he's obviously super informed on it. Mm-hmm. But I I wouldn't rule out Daniel Hunter. It just depends on what the contract is because I think he might actually be the if they've decided they want to go offense with the ninth overall pick either in a promise to the Caleb Williams camp to make him comfortable in that mm-hmm. conspiracy theory or just because that's where the higher graded players like neighbors and Adunze seem safer than verse or um, the UCLA kid who I can't pronounce his name. Latu. Yeah. Uh, you know what or, I mean? Like, or Dallas Turner. Yeah. yeah you know, they, so they seem a little safer mm-hmm. in that spot. So then – paying for edge rusher I, I i guess i just wouldn't rule it out um because you need to upgrade it significantly uh letting you behind the curtain for a moment our other option for polls position today that we had talked about was free agent edge rushers so we'll do that next week we'll do that early yeah. next week M- make it one of the ones because it's obviously not just a neil hunter or bust there's uh probably some folks out there you could get for sure on that one-year deal yeah and or, if- or younger guys you could decide to try and pay on the come if, you, if you're scouting well and if they like if they grade it out and they say there isn't a good pass rusher for us at nine, there just isn't one in this draft. It's the only position really of need on defense. I know free safety, but they'll they'll fill free safety. It's not a premium position. They could legitimately go into next year and say, with sweat and Dexter and free agent edge rusher that we could count on, fill in the blank, and the linebacker core and secondary being what it is. All the corners. And free agent, free safety, or draft pick, free safety. They, it, it, they, they could say, hey, we're one player away from being a great defense. That is when you pay. That's when they did the Khalil Mack trade. They had Mr. Trubisky on a rookie deal, and they made the acquisition for Khalil Mack. Mm-hmm. So I, 
I do think that they're closer to being in that spot where you would pay the 30-year-old edge rusher if they think that Caleb is going to be special right away. Like, if they think he's going to be good right away and a top 12 quarterback in the NFL right away, then they are in the position to to pay for that edge rusher. A fascinating spot with a local superstar and our guy Shane making a big life decision. Parkers and Spiegel on the score. Yeah, we call today Feel Good Friday, so I'm trying to stick to that, you know? <laughs> I like it, I like it. When me and Danny Mack were on a trip and he was in diapers, he has uh, absolutely no memory of it. Oh, who's got syntax problems now? Yeah, usually you're the syntax guy who creates, you know, havoc. That's me. That, that's 100% me. Ruben was like the subject of the sentence. Ruben was, was not mentioned. He, you said no. it about Mac. He, it, no. Ruben was the noun like maybe 10 minutes before I got to that portion <laughs> no. of the sentence. Maybe. When me and Danny Mac were on a trip and he was in diapers. He has uh, absolutely no memory. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> was Paul mad at Bedard for, make, for coming back last night? Or the Matt the Hawks for letting him come back? Last night, because I'm excited that he's back totally selfishly because I get to see him tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's all I care about. Yeah, you should be. And I said, I far be it from me to tell David Haw, Mr. Hockey, how hockey players operate. But I was under the impression that the whole thing about him is that they're tough. They, they are tough. That's the whole thing. Yeah, he wants to play. He's in game shape. He's, he's wearing a face shield, which he apparently wore in juniors. So he's not freaked out by wearing a face shield. So he's going to... You're gonna play. These guys, these guys get their whole dentistry knocked out of their mouth and just keep playing. They get the entire vocation, <laughs> all of it, of all of it, every tooth, every dentist, every dentist, every, the, every dental the scalpel, the the the, the bowl, light, the that, laughing cast, that weird light that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Doesn't even look like it's bright. The fluoride, God, the floss, the whole thing. Stuff must be so expensive. Yeah, I, I'm like. Of course he's going to come back. It's tough. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I don't know. That's what players do. It's not a problem. Yeah. It's not a problem. Welcome him back. Yeah. It's not reckless. Do you think they're going to put the kid out there if he's going to get himself hurt? Well, I know he wanted to be out there to play against Sidney Crosby. To have his, mean, have, his, have his great moment with that. He's so already maybe, played against him. Maybe Vegas Hall was, was upset about that. Uh, I don't think so. I play him in, in Pittsburgh. I don't know. There's there's no way to know what Vegas Hall is upset about. <laughs> no, yeah, so he's always, always, he's always upset about something. He's always, always ranting, upset. A lot of ranting, yeah, a lot fam- of raving. Famously. Not, yeah. not a measured guy at Ooh. all. Doesn't really take anything into account. No, oh, he puts up with Bruce. But I'm just saying. Oh. I'm inside the clubhouse tomorrow. Wow. Wow. You think it's been a vacation for him? I'm just kidding. Uh, Call you out. Yeah. It's been hanging out with Gabe Ramirez in the morning. <laughs> it's just been different. So now we're getting like bigger end hot, it, end it. hot take David Haw. That's all I'm saying. It's I've like, been amused and annoyed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Mm. He's had to he's had to bring out the hot takes. I'll walk it back, Parko. All right, I'm just kidding. I was just kidding, but I'm looking forward to seeing him. Mm. Mm. See you. I got I mean there's there's no problem with him playing. Shane has a problem with it. I don't like it. I don't like it. He's an eighteen year old kid who doesn't understand yet what he's dealing with on the ice. He's never been hurt like this before. I know someone that young, you will recover quicker, but you've got an entire career potentially of Connor Bedard. I know that the argument would be if you don't let him go out, you're going to fracture the relationship, right? 
If he wants to go out, let him go out. But you have to think of the future. Just give it an extra three, three or four weeks longer than when he says he's ready. What's no? But he's he, he's a hockey player and he's played hockey his whole life and he knows his body and he wants and he wants to play. These are grown men. One crack to that jaw from a shoulder, accidentally from a stick. God forbid a puck bounces up and cracks the face shield. He's got the and, shield and it cracks the face shield and that goes through. God forbid, man, you might lose that guy forever. <laughs> forever. <laughs> I don't think you're going to lose him forever. <laughs> he's, next week, he's going to be putting out Through the Wire featuring I, Kanye. I think you're freaked out because he looks like a paper boy. Like, you see him on screen, he looks like he's 11 to 12 years old. I, I worry about the kid. Yeah. He's looking yeah, out for his best I know, he's, he's, a, he's a big hockey guy. Connor, yeah, he loves it. <laughs> yeah, Me, was, not so much. <laughs> you, The first two games, you were real into it. Yeah, I haven't watched since. Wow. All right, that, all. that was a lot of they hot blow. air that you were blowing over there then. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I just – I don't know anything about the timelines for it other than – It was six to eight weeks, and he well, is back said. right after six weeks. Right. Uh, no, I, I, I'm saying in terms of, like, this doesn't seem like it is a reckless thing compared to what they stated the goal was, what precedent is, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's not like he – I mean, he said he thought he could have played – when he broke it. Yeah, he said when he, he broke it. He referenced Chara broken his, breaking his jaw in game seven and continuing to play. Yeah. So, it, I mean, if it was the Stanley Cup final, or he probably, Stanley, he was probably he, playing. He, he's probably playing. Probably playing. You know, just make sure. Put a sure different that, helmet on him. Yeah, put a different helmet. Make sure the shield is really, really thick. Can't drink, doesn't know how to cook, but is a hockey guy. Oh, Superstar Connor Bedard. He said uh, when he realized that the jaw was broken was when his, his bite didn't line up. He was like skating away. He's like, oh, this is weird. My teeth aren't lining up the way that they usually line up. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds terrible. Imagine. I mean, no. Oh, something's odd with my face. My, 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 my front teeth half. are over the salt, uh, the left teeth, and the right teeth are over the middle teeth. You can't imagine, Danny, when things aren't like lining up mm. as straight as they should be. Oh wow! Yeah, Connor right. Bedard had scoliosis of the, the mouth. Scoliosis of the mouth. <laughs> yeah, that's nice, guys. Thank you. Won't be thinking about that one all weekend. Yeah, no, that's fair. Oh man, he's gonna think about it every time he sees Connor Bedard out there on the ice. Hey, look at that! Can't wait. That guy's <laughs> mouth was like my back. Yeah, it was right there for me, man. No, I, I, it was. I, I can't go back now. I don't want you to. I don't want you to. You're right. I can imagine. Me and Connor Bedard, what else? What else is? We're the same. Yeah, you're very similar. The same thing. I wonder what his property taxes are. Phenom, level talent. Dude, trust me, that might be the most relatable thing I've ever said. Property taxes skyrocketing. Oh, yeah, a lot of people love yeah, 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 Trust me. Mm-hmm. I'm not, that's not an elitist thing to say. No, no. No, no, matter, no matter what you're putting out. No, no matter where you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it all sure. went up, and it all went up and a grotesque it, amount, oh. no matter what they were to begin with. And I made the mistake <laughs> of, like, not having it attached to the mortgage, so it, like, goes out at the same time monthly, oh, and you just yeah. kind of don't feel it. Yeah. So now, instead, like, every it's three, four months, so I get a separate bill. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, what is yeah. this for? Yeah, that's Another should rent. one? Me. Why do you own rent? You yeah. should be renting. No, I think it's the other way around. Ah. Tried that for a while. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, Shane, I've been thinking that you need another dog. And the reason I've been thinking that is because you told us you're getting another dog. It's true. I, I, I think it'd be good for you. You, mm. love, you love dogs. You love irrational amounts of responsibility at home. Puppies are a lot of work, dude. I'm worried about you. I did not envision setting it up that way. <laughs> 
This um, is like an intervention more so than a fun talk. Like, like I posed it as a as a fun thing. Like this is the way I envisioned it, and I, I appreciate you for thinking of me like that, Speaks. Yeah, yeah. Very very nice of you. But I am getting a second dog. Oh, okay. I'm picking it up. So we can't weigh in on whether you should or not. <laughs> no, 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 no. That wasn't the question. Okay. I am getting a second dog. We have thoughts. Dog. We have thoughts I thought, on I that. thought the topic was should. I, I, I'm I'm very I, I'm I'm very should? good at dogs. So is getting a second one me giving up? Or is it going to help my dating life? A second dog. They have Willie, very annoying, kind of bitey, but adorable. Oh, I didn't know and Willie then, was bitey. That's too she's bad. a little nippy. Yeah, she's she's an Aussie Shepherd. She's a little nippy. If you tad, get up and walk away nippy. from the living room, she, she'll like bite your fingertips and your ankles and stuff like that. Yeah. But, but Willie has helped your dating life. Massively. Right. So adding a second one, I should be married next month, right? Well, I don't see why it would hurt your dating life. Unless you just can't go out more because puppies are a lot of work. It's, it's not a puppy, though. Yeah, you're right. It's a little over he's, one. He's a little, yeah, a little over a year. So the so house trained. Yeah, and, 100%. Okay. Well, yeah. then, yeah, then you should be fine. I should be okay, right? It, it should help. See, I don't know about... I mean, is Like, imagine me, but handsome but, but, as I am, walking with two dogs down Armitage or the 606 as opposed to just walking with Willie. See, that's going to help. I, I don't know. Actually, in that scenario that you just painted, I feel like there might not be any difference between one and two, one and four, one and six. I mean, maybe one and six, you're like a professional dog walker or something, and they think it's your job. And right. That would that would be worse. Six would be six would be, maybe like, get the hell away. But, but what, what, why is two better than one? Well, I'm trying to put myself in a, in a woman's shoes. Like, the seven women that listen, please chime in either on the text line or Twitch. If you see a very handsome man like myself walking down the street <laughs> with two dogs, you're like, damn. He can handle two dogs. Like that dude is just by himself handling two dogs. He could probably handle me. I just said I, I just said earlier that, you know, I thought it was going to be a good thing for you, but now here I am picturing that and thinking about it from the woman's perspective. And yeah. that's a lot, man. <laughs> that's a lot. It, like you you're not a lot. You're okay. No, I can fun. be a lot. Okay. I can for sure be but a lot. You and Willie is extra a lot, but you and two dogs? Like if I see if I see a dude with two dogs, I'm like, that's there's a lot of responsibility there. A lot of time on his hands. I don't know how much attention is left over for me. That's that's my concern. Okay. All right. Well, something, do- to, something to consider for sure. <laughs> after, after he already <laughs> fought the dog. Did this play out how you envisioned when you put it on the rundown no. this morning? <laughs> no, it didn't. No, no it didn't. But well, I still what like did it. You it, worked. No, it worked. No, it worked. Shane's it worked. DMs are open, ladies. No. Come swimming no, to meet the new dog. No, I wasn't. I wasn't soliciting <laughs> for love. I wasn't I mean, doing that. I was posing like the qu- No, I was posing the question, will it help me or will it hurt me? I don't And you've answered it. I I, I think no difference. Okay. My, I I think no difference. You already it, going from 0 to 1 is a clear help you. I don't really see why going from 1 to 2 helps you more. All right, what if I get another grill too? <laughs> <laughs> see, that's the thing. I don't think I 1 to 2 to five. Are you on the apps? No. That'd be pretty funny if you gave your stats on the apps. Two dogs. When I was on Hinge, I did mention that I had four grills, and one of my pictures was all four. Of I them. thought you meant the grilling apps, the Weber. <laughs> yeah. I'm on well, those the, apps. The Weber app should have a dating portion. <laughs> it really should. There's a dog dating app, isn't you, there, for dog lovers? You know, I don't know. I think I, there I, is. I do a lot of roasting, use a lot of hickory. Oh, that's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, I like kebabbing on the weekends. Wouldn't use a lot of hickory, right, though, Tanny? Because that's for that's for quick smokes. Damn it! It's kind yeah, of penetrative. Why penetrative. would you? You kind of became Trump there when you were talking about your grilling. <laughs> a lot of hickory. <laughs> the best we grill. got a lot of hickory. <laughs> so much hickory. 
I feel bad. I wanted to be supportive of the second dog, but then my honest opinion was picturing somebody with two dogs and thinking there's no attention left. They're over both for me. so cute, though. Yeah, like they, I roll with those homies down the street. One, this this new one that you shared the pictures of. The new one's adorable. Danny Barkins. You're gonna call it Danny Barkins, right? Nope, absolutely not. No. Oh, you should. No, nope, absolutely not. Matt Beagle. No. Nope. Is it a beagle? Nope. No. No. It's half border collie, half pit bull. Oh, These were good suggestions by John Greenberg of the Athletic. Do you want to roll through all of them? Bitch Rosen. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. That's pretty strong. It's pretty good. Oh man. Half pit bull, you say? Half half pit bull, half border collie. The boy or girl? Uh boy. Mister Seven Seven Three. Dolly. Yes. Not a pit Timber. <laughs> not, not many Pitbull fans over there, Tim. No, I really thought there was. I, I gotta know my audience. Yeah, a little I, cu- bit I couldn't. Yes, have the Pitbull. One, one guy in a car somewhere really enjoyed that. Yeah, Teddy, you nailed that. That's right. <laughs> one guy screaming, "Uno, dos, tres, cuatro," <laughs> and it's Pitbull. That's who it is. The one He's guy. a huge fan. He's driving on 290. Call Mr. Miami-Dade County. He's a huge fan. Parkinson Spiegel on the score. The Parkinson Spiegel Show. Been a long four hours. Afternoons on the score. Some people like Chris Emma. Whoa. This guy says controversial things on the radio. Mark Grody. Some people like Chris Emma. Some people like Chris Emma. How dare you say that? Such a thing to say. Wait, who are, it, who are it, those people? Is it some people like Chris Emma, as in like him, or this is a big I, syntax show? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're all about we're all about snippeting uh, syntax and taking people out of context. That Please. is Tanny's talent, Did. right there. Yeah, I think he is most responsible. Is Chris Tannehill at this point? most responsible for the score theme of taking people out of context, just historically. Oh, what, you, what a legacy. You, you were not the <laughs> first to do it, but have you now been doing it the longest, wow. I suppose, well, would be the possible. question. it's possible. I have no other life skills, <laughs> so I just am here a long time, so that's the criteria that I suppose. Yeah, I mean. Secret bad guy for a lot of reasons, people <laughs> yeah. say. Best for ever For a lot of reasons, secret bad guy. And, 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 I, I would argue that he's adding the level of consciousness of like, hey, this is how it would sound if I actually did this, you know? I actually <laughs> took somebody. But, of course, he's actually doing it at that point. So, that's yeah. fair. Oh, God. If he's a secret bad guy, and the, the thing is, is he's great at being the reasonable guy on this show. Tanny is. That's so his, what does that, that say about it? everyone else? Yeah. 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 Well, we're that, not secret bad guys. That, <laughs> just, we're very public we're bad guys. We're naturally guys. unreasonable. Yeah, yeah, three bad guys and a secret bad guy. That's the secret to our success. <laughs> Somehow it works. Things happen, man. Things you happen know, on that, this show. That's right, right. Keep it in. Kind of shaking your head at God for a second, though. That's why you fit in. I, I bring things like that. Somebody was saying that to me the other day. It might have been Chris M. Actually, it's like you had a. They're like you had a hell of a year with some of the stuff you said. You did to, to the players this year. Yeah, you followed You're our up kind on, of reporter. You followed yeah. up on the baked potato. Yeah, with, the baked the, the whole baked potato thing. Uh huh. Yeah, that's for <laughs> the sure. baconator, large strawberry lemonade, large fry. You get a ten-piece spicy nugget, and then fulfilling it, maybe a frosting. Baked potato, baked potato. <laughs> Excellent follow-up question. 
I don't know why I was so insistent on baked potato, right? Because you, yeah. you said that why that came and struck me was because you said that there was too many people around for you to follow up on something else that was like football related or cheese. something. Cheese? No, it was, it, it was, it was cheese. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And was it cheese? There was you something. Ask if the you're, burger you're was right, on cheese because that was not a one-on-one interview. Yeah, that, there were several other reporters. So. But you you had to get your baked potato question yeah, in. of all things. Yeah. I had I was insisting. I don't even think I was listening to his answer. Skull. We should do like a power ranking and skull oh, session. Oh, skull session. That was another good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. I think I can definitely credit that to uh, what we call skull sessions in the in the summer. What uh, sessions? I'm sorry. Skull, like yeah. like, like your skull, like that. That's what oh, we call. That's what we call school. it. School. Yeah. I'm like skull. <laughs> we call it, we call it skull. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh my god. Oh, okay, I'm gonna pretend like I know what you're talking about now. Oh, yeah. Nothing makes me happier when you're like, oh yeah, okay, school. Yeah. That's not what he said yeah. at all. <laughs> Again. For the sake of everybody else there, and for the time of the people, I was like, I'm getting out. I'm just going to act like I know what he's talking about because this isn't going anywhere. I'll break down the tape later. You know what? My mentality... Parkinson Spiegel, no, I'll take it to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we, we work so do. well. Yes. Yes. Some people, some reporters, you know, they, they judge themselves by scoops. Right. You, sound bites. Yeah, sound bites. What, <laughs> what are here? Right. Hey, you got to have some sort of identity. Everybody's got the sound. What can you do with it? So what t- can you do with so it? So tonight, this is on the clock tonight? This yes. is the much heralded, the, the long forgotten on the clock? Right. We have been working on this show. Like, the offseason has been long. The demand is here. There is a season two of On the Clock. And, yes, it begins tonight at 6 o'clock, 6 o'clock until 7 o'clock. I'm going to have Mike Renner on, who is from the, the Locked On Network, and he is a draft expert, so we will talk to him about what he thinks the Bears should do at 1-9 and nine and other teams. Um, and we're going to do this once a week, usually on Fridays, sometimes on Thursdays, and just go heavy duty on the draft, and obviously 97% of it will be as it pertains to the Chicago Bears in the draft. Someone should talk about it. You know, it's just, it's just, well, it just hasn't been covered. So we're going to do a town hall <laughs> on Wednesday. We're oh, going to we're going to really gonna be so great. It's going to be something that I might have to. Let's see. Can I come to the town? Can hall? you lurk in the back I, I of just, the room? Yeah, for the come town to the town hall. hall. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be. Do you want to be the town crier? No. Would you wear like the town crier outfit and walk around with a megaphone <laughs> and like give people the opportunity? Or just you know a bell or I something would be like that. Happy to. I'm always I'm always glad to play a part on the Parkins and Spiegel show. You're always available. So once yeah. you're doing I'm something. All, well, that that is true. No, actually, I recently was. I heard I heard this live, and it kind of hurt a little bit. I heard you guys knocking me out of the power rankings, out of the the Parkins and Spiegel show. What we do? The mob. I the, I heard Shane saying that I'm out of the top ten. It was la- it was before the Super Bowl. Oh no! And you were discussing. What we, oh, I, I vaguely remember this. What were we talking about? Well, like, we put Matt Doherty from Rinaldi's in the extended show, oh, and then we said right. Connor and Lapka also in it, and then you said, well, what about Grody? Is he inside of the top ten? And it was a very quick no for me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But I had always said that he was kind of the fifth member. Right. He did. Right. So now he, I'm not even top ten. He, he was like yeah. the Stu yeah. Sutcliffe for the, uh, mm. of, of, of Parkinson Spiegel. Stu yeah. Sutcliffe. Or Billy Preston was really the fifth okay. Beatle. Oh, okay. Did okay. you Have you I'm heard your new uh, Pearl Jam song, by the way? I I have heard it. Yes, Do you I, like it? I like it. I don't know that it blew me away, but sometimes it takes a little, you know, a few times of hearing it uh-huh. to to let it blow you away. What about you? Yeah, no, yeah? I, I, I like it. 
liked it, but okay. I didn't feel like connected yeah, to it. Yeah, I you think know? that's what it is. You too. know what my favorite verse was? The second one where he's like, "Free from into the wild." Shane, at one point he goes, he goes, "Yeah, Cubs going all the way." You gonna go see him at Wrigley? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, right. I don't have the tickets yet, but there are two you'll, shows, and I will. I don't know if they're on them. sale yet. I don't. Yeah, yeah I applied to get. You know, they do a thing where they put you in a a pool, and then you do or do not get the. Ticket. He's so got to be taken I, care well, of. Well, we'll see. We'll we see. need to take the care la- of Mark. The last Grody. time I was talking about Pearl Jam tickets, I was taken care of. So maybe as we get the. This is what I'm doing it, for it, you, Mark. I remember actually, that. I remember that story. Let's just play it cool, and let's just talk about it again. Yeah, maybe you get taken I care think of. it was you that that had me taken care of. Yeah. Let's Wait just a second. Keep this talk going. Went to Coom Dog. Go with the Coom Dog. Yeah. I'm sure he's going right. Him and Eddie are tight, right? Well, uh, the Nudge Cubs your way will, in the, there. The problem is, is the the Cubs will be on the road. So that's when they do the concerts. Yeah. So yeah. so Coom will have to be <laughs> well, there. I, I don't, mean, well, yeah. Although, hey, hey, will he right, have to be there? Right. Yeah. yeah he well, came I, back. I, he came back for Springsteen last year. Yeah. I, I got to. Well, I said that. My, I have to tell you, I pulled this off. My, this may be one of the reasons I'm not doing the job anymore. But in 2015, my rookie year doing the the cubs pre and post i i did take time off to go to a pearl jam concert at wrigley field oh wow so that i don't know man that's uh i i so i'm saying and you still got a ring yeah still got a ring maybe uh maybe coom will do it we'll see should not have been punished for that i well, can't imagine I, you were. no i don't know I, I just don't know but i do know on the clock is next that's excellent thanks guys getting lost corolla tonight my weekend is made. Oh, there you go. I'm so excited. So excited. The Arbiata, what a great dish. Cannot wait. Hey, Shane, a single mom checked in. She has two daughters in their 20s, and she believes that two dogs are better than one. It shows that you're thinking about the other dog and you want companionship for him. Shows you are a compassionate, a good sign, and a guy. So you making that up? I don't see it here. No, it's there. Yeah, I see it now. Go ahead, uh, single mom from the 815. Slide into my DMs. <laughs> you or the daughters. Yeah, I was going to say. I think it's the daughters. Told you that was his motivation. Thank you to Christine Brennan, who's on the show today. She was a fantastic guest. Thank you to Connor O'Donnell, Kevin Lapka, Twitch chat, video stream. Thank you, sirs. Uh, enjoy the dunk contest this weekend. Uh, you handled the Pro Bowl. I'll handle All-Star Weekend festivities. Well, I got Sabrina and Steph. Oh, right. Yeah, you'll be locked so in, too. I, I, I got that one. All right. Uh, you take care of everything else. Okay, though. no problem. Thank you to Shane Reardon. He's our executive producer. Thank you, sir. Chris Tannehill making us sound better than we are each and every day. Mark Grody comes up after us. For Matt Spiegel, I'm Danny Parkins. We are Parkinson Spiegel. This is The Score. It's time to come home. We had a nice time. We had a good time. It was tiring, but it was fun. And we had, we had a lot of good laughs. It was definitely, uh, should I say, better than expected? 